Okay, welcome back for an, two, four, two, another episode. For another episode. For another episode. Sure. To another episode. And so it's taken a really long time for me to actually like work out because I enjoy working out and not because I feel like I have to. Um, but now I do because working out, like you were saying, like the gym is like, and I don't even physically go to a gym anymore, but working <laughs> out is like the one thing that keeps my like depression and anxiety, like at, at a bay. minimum yeah. to be like, okay, you're still there, but because this is helping. Elle Woods would tell us exercise gives you endorphins. Yes. And if we don't want Victoria to kill people, <laughs> she needs to exercise. I definitely agree there. I mean, everyone needs to exercise, right? But there's always this like, there's this weird like bell curve of yeah. like the weight loss journey where it becomes obsessive and detrimental. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I hope she'll be okay if I talk about this, but my cousin was we we come from the same bloodline. We're not naturally thin. None of the females in our family were super thin. Her mom is, but that's an anomaly. But on the the paternal side of our family, like we're all big boned, mm-hmm. basically like that. I hate that term. Same. Um, it's so passive aggressive. <laughs> but it was like we and and we were all fine with it. But she decided she wanted to join like bodybuilding, uh, competition and competed and completely transformed her physique Mm -hmm. into a bodybuilder and she was proud of the dedication that it took she never wants to do a competition again but she feels that she cannot not work out because it destroyed her body and her metabolism Mm -hmm. to go to that extreme yeah um she's like i i will have to work out consistently and hard for the rest of my life because I, for one, it feels like a lot more weight when I do put some weight on because I got to that like very thin Mm -hmm. state. So that like in her head, a few pounds feels like a lot more on her. Um, But also that just like her metabolism is just never going to be the same because of the extreme that she went to. Um, And she's like regrets it. Yeah. Um, But I mean, she still looks great. Yeah. Um, and I hope that she feels great. I don't know currently what it is or how she's doing um, or if she's listening, if she is. We love you. We love you. I'll check in and see if this is OK or if we need to cut it. <laughs> but no names were named. Yeah. Um, that's just like there's this crazy situation where you can go from feeling unhappy with yourself because you're quote unquote overweight to society standards and feeling unattractive and then when you start to see the changes and people reaffirm that you're quote unquote looking good and they they're jealous of how you're able to change your body in this way or be so dedicated to changing that you feed off of the endorphins that you're getting from that Mm -hmm. and then you almost have this fear of going back to what you were before so you just keep pushing further and further away from that yeah but it it can be just as dangerous to go too far yeah and it was super dangerous and now I look back and I'm like girl what were you thinking Mm -hmm. like doing crazy you know eating 500 calories a day for this guy like 
that ended up not even being worth a moment of your life. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it really like didn't take, I, I probably would say like 2015, um, is when I finally just started to work on accepting my body, like as is like, obviously there's certain things that like I wish were tighter you know or like mm-hmm. I didn't have as much cellulite in certain places and stuff like that <laughs> I can name my cellulite yeah. but it's not going anywhere exactly. so I need to learn to love it exactly but it took until 2015 and it took until honestly like making friendships with other adult women mm-hmm. and being like oh okay so we all feel certain ways about our bodies like I'm not alone in this and yeah. like my story we all have that bad voice in our head yeah and like unfortunately if you're like me like you had someone actually voicing all those negative thoughts in your head to your face so that just like it just sucks and it's just like and there are some days like I'm not gonna lie to you like I've never sought treatment because like I said like once that relationship ended I gained all the weight back um but there are days that like I don't eat and like There are times when it would be so much easier for me to just not eat. And if I didn't get headaches, I would probably go a lot longer without eating. Um, And that's your body telling you that I need food. I need sustenance. Yeah. So it's like your body has figured out what it needs to show you when you're fighting against it. Yeah. So it displays it manifests in a headache because you are not going to deal with a headache. No. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's just like it's not something that I think a lot of people like are super open about. Um, I wasn't actually expect like planning on sharing that, but it just felt like we're talking about the effects of eating disorders and Mm -hmm. how many people it affects and whether or not you are aware, there are a lot of other people that have gone through something similar. Um, yeah, it's literally like everybody struggles with wanting to change something about their body to Mm -hmm. be inside of, western society's beauty standards Mm -hmm. and that doesn't matter what your color what your age what your sexual preferences are like everyone is has that internal voice displaying or like just saying that they're not good enough yeah and I don't know what it is about our brains that like we consume and we pay for or like we're giving more attention to the people who fit into the beauty standards that we wish we had because it's just making it worse yeah um and it kind of goes to like how we started this story with like chloe kardashian getting her photo leaked that was unphotoshopped and undoctored and unfiltered and fighting or asking her people to fight to have it scrubbed from the internet because Mm -hmm. she didn't want people talking about it yeah um and I'm sure all of them are dealing with the same voice in their heads of what beauty should be and they have millions of people watching them yeah I don't know what that's like I would hate that yeah but at the same time it (laughs) it's like not authentic you know, to be, and I, I guess not it's, put an image out there that isn't fake. fixed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I got three hate comments this morning. Oh my gosh. I saw that. <laughs> Who the fuck was that guy? I have no idea. He has no followers, no posts. So he's just created a profile to go around I and like, I didn't even see the comments. Are they still there? Did you delete them? I blocked him. So I think it deletes. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, I got three random, three random hate comments, um, that were like, had political undertones like my post 
can be political. I'm not ashamed of that. Um, and it like, I'm like, it set me off today. I'm like, I'm going to try to rise above this, but like, why did you seek me out to, to be mean? I don't know you. You're an anonymous person online, but this is like the tiny fraction of what somebody like Khloe Kardashian deals with as far as like hate. Yeah. I can't imagine going through your life. No. Being able to see all of that. Because people are cruel. We've discussed this. Like they're, they just want to make somebody else feel just as bad as they're feeling. Yeah. And, and that's really sad. And I, I've tried my hardest to live my life not doing that. I'm sure that I have had moments where I try to bring people down. But there are people who don't try to be a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. I don't know how they live their lives, but they're out there. And that is so it's incredibly painful I can imagine on the scale that they're dealing with yeah oh we'll get into Chloe's thing because there was a couple of recent things that happened um but before we do that I do just want to bring up the couple of criticisms that are related to the body positivity movement Mm because not everyone supports it Mm -hmm. um the first like main criticism is that it implies that people should do whatever they think they need to do in order to feel positive about themselves which I guess is like a really weird way of saying like they may not do good they may not have good habits yeah you know like they may like like I love my body but what you don't know is that I obsessively work out yeah so that's probably pretty common amongst a lot of people Mm -hmm. um the other criticism is that it can be non-inclusive for instance a lot of the images or like anything that you see about being body positive doesn't usually incorporate all different diverse body types and sizes and shapes and everything. Um, they still conform to a specific beauty ideal, which I would say is still the Western yeah. beauty ideal. What's happening? I like scratched my lip and it's bleeding. Oh, I don't see any blood. Oh, it was like on my hand. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, eh. okay, I think it's probably fine. <laughs> Um, um, and then it makes our appearance one of the most important elements of self-perception, which as we talked about, like there's more to us than just our bodies. There's so much more, yeah. um, that should be celebrated and talked about and made focused instead of what we fucking look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was interesting. So this girl, Amanda Mull wrote in a 2018 Vox article, I believe, it was like why the body positivity movement is bullshit essentially is what the he- heading was. Okay. Um, it doesn't address why someone might hate their body. There is no inherent unhappiness to womanhood, fatness, blackness, or anything else that American beauty standards have long treated as a problem. Wow. They are, uh, these problems are socially constructed, but still very real for those who suffer from them. Yeah. So that's like the biggest Like, I think that says a lot more than what those other criticisms are, is that you're saying my size, my shape, whatever it is, is a problem. Mm -hmm. But who are you to say it's a problem? Right. I think it's also like that this body positivity movement is very focused on weight Mm -hmm. or like body mass index or whatever it is, and not necessarily about the shame that people can have on their bodies against the things that they can't control, like Mm. the color of their skin or their height or Mm. their disabilities. Yeah. Um, 
it's yeah, definitely not inclusive to those things. Yeah. And a lot of, um, non-binary people, um, and disabled people feel really left out from the movement. They yeah. don't feel like as they're included or they are depicted realistically in anything regarding the movement. That makes sense. Yep. Um, but we have some crazy stuff that happens in regards that is a way for Hollywood and celebrities to try and seem like they're all inclusive and diverse and love everybody and everybody. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming you have, we talked about the whole jeans thing that you got at Goodwill, but <laughs> have you ever felt crazy or frustrated by like not knowing what size you are, even if you own a certain brand, <laughs> like you have jeans, you have Levi's yeah, and you're just like, you go to the store, you want new Levi's, but you're like, but I don't know what size I am. Yeah, and then like- the size you get that you own at home doesn't fit you. Yeah. Well, that's because brands and like labels do that on fucking purpose to get us to buy more of them so (laughs) the legitimate reason is that there's this thing called vanity sizing and it became Mm -hmm. super popular and essentially what it means is that they make their clothes bigger than what the size actually shows you so like you could you could get a size 10 pant but it's actually a 12 or a 14 but it says 10 on it right you feel skinnier yeah i know that old navy has like they typically are known for having one pants that expand as you wear them so they like go up two sizes as you wear them Hmm. um and pants that they size down so like I could be an eight at Old Navy but in reality well not I don't even know what reality would be but at another store I'm a 12 Yeah. And I had this happen two years ago when I was going to Vegas for a bachelorette party. Uh, Me and Leah went to two different stores. We went to we went to a bunch of different stores, actually. (laughs) But the ones that I remember most prominently where we went to Target and we went to Forever 21. Mm -hmm. We went to Target and we got like everything in our normal sizes that we wear. Yeah. um, And nothing fit us. And we were just like, this is ridiculous, like da da da. But we needed stuff still, so we were like, we went into Forever Twenty One, and her and I were like, nothing here is gonna fit us. All this is set like to fit like toddlers. They don't even carry stuff in like a size large. Yeah. <laughs> and then her and I both find multiple pieces of clothing that fit us. Yeah. And that was so frustrating because it's just like you would think Target would be more inclusive because it's like. um it's not like a specific like retail store like super yeah like fashion forward or like uh boutique yeah yeah you're right that's very true and it was so frustrating and I was just so upset because it's like why don't clothes just why aren't why aren't they universal like I and I feel like there should be laws for this yeah <laughs> um but I was in H&M the other day and I don't shop at H&M, but I was with somebody that was like, oh, let's just go look around. And I was like, fine. Did not find anything in a size large. Yeah. Above a size large, for that matter. And I was like, I'm not going to shop here. Like, why would I? Yeah. Why am I even going to try things on? Because I know I'm large. Well, quote unquote, I'm a large person, larger person. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick up a medium thinking that it's going to fit me. Yeah. Well, because then if I try it on and it doesn't fit, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. I'm going to be annoyed. Exactly. And it's just like, my body's not built like that. <laughs> but like, I know that places like if you're shopping online or whatever if you google it you can find like a size chart which will give you like 
in inches if you know you use the American are we the metric system mm-hmm. um that this is the size you'll be if mm-hmm. this is how many inches you are in your waist or in your bust yeah. like why don't we just size them that way like men's pants are sized that way yep why aren't we does it make sense it's super to what be, is an eight to annoy us what does that mean yeah <laughs> no fucking idea but the brands also shift their metrics based on what is considered average. So like every, I would probably say every 10 years, there's like a report that's done. Like what is the average size clothing for women in the United States? And so States. like medium is considered the average. Yeah. And so like they like adjust that, which is why like we were talking about like an eight has kind of changed over time because mm-hmm. that's what society, that's what the general population looked like. Yeah. Um, but it also just like kind of fucks us because if you're shopping, shopping with someone who is bigger than you or you're smaller or whatever, like everything's so separate. So like we want to go shopping together. We don't actually shop together. Like yeah. they separate us as if like it's a bad Plus thing. size to yeah. petite to maternity. <laughs> yeah. Super yeah. annoying. But they like. And a lot of brands are getting are given the autonomy to evolve and change their own sizing to represent who they believe their core customer is. Wow. So this is why we wear different sizes for different brands. This is why if you go to a store like Lane Bryant for like older women, like they're going to have different sizing than Mm -hmm. what I would be wearing, you know. So that's just why it doesn't really matter. Yeah, your size does not matter. Not at all. No, that's why I kind of like going to thrift stores because it's going to be such a variety of things. Mm -hmm. And I honestly never really look at the sizes, but I can get a good idea of if it'll fit me or not, like just kind of by eyeballing or holding it up to me. And that's why it's like it doesn't matter because all of these brands are going to size their clothes however they want. Mm-hmm. So when I go to a thrift store, I'm like, I'm just looking for a piece that like I think is cute and is probably going to fit my body type. I don't look at the size. Yep. And we should all be like that. So that's just a little bit about why sizing is different. And then in 2017, Vogue puts Ashley Graham on the cover of their diversity, in quotes, issue <laughs> with six other thin models, including Kendall Jenner and Gigi Hadid. She was the only plus size person. There was like yeah. one Asian model. Like this is their diversity issue. And Ashley Graham is not. Well, I, I mean, she's not. She's technically plus size. By modeling standards. By modeling standards. Not yes. By Especially if you are putting her in a picture next to somebody who's a zero. Yeah. But she looks more like me than any of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to look more like her than I want to look like Kendall Jenner. Yeah. I don't want to look like her. I don't find her sexually attractive in any way. Anyways, that's the, on that. <laughs> um, she was considered the first plus size woman on the cover of Vogue magazine. Wow. And she was on the cover with six other models. Anyways, <laughs> um, sometime around that same time, Glamour magazine puts Amy Schumer in their plus size issue when Amy doesn't even wear plus size clothes. What? They, they did her dirty. They but did. like what? OK, so I, I'm saying this, but I'm also in the back of my brain being like, What's wrong with being plus size? Yeah. What's wrong with it? Absolutely nothing is wrong with it. But it's like, but if you're going to, if there is going to be, if that is going to be a term, we need to like, we should be, accountable. be using it appropriately yeah. mm-hmm. and not lumping people in just because they're bigger than a size zero. 
and considering anybody above zero yeah a fucking plus size model or plus size person it's stupid gosh and then in august of 2018 the international journal of fashion design technology and education shares their findings that the average clothing size for an american woman is no longer size 14 it is now between 16 and 18 and most stores don't even carry clothes that are over a size 12 so the majority the average woman in america can't find clothes clothes in person that fit her lord what the hell so it's just like and like they're given really sorry but really bad options like um i think lena dunham she just released a clothing line that's like all inclusive because she she got covid last year and got super sick and has like remaining health issues that have like led to an insane weight gain for her wow um and so she was like off the internet for a really long time because she was just like she felt shamed about her body um but she like one day was just like fuck it and now she's posting like posting and wearing her clothes and creating this line because Mm -hmm. she's just like i was tired of the options being super cheesy or like gross material you know yeah or just like not fashionable fashionable or flattering or yeah my sister struggled with that too my sister had very large chest naturally um and she was like I can't even shop at Victoria's Secret because they don't carry my size yeah I have to go to the grandma bra store I saw a TikTok the (laughs) other day that all of us know our wrong bra sizes that were not like sized right I got sized once and I was like really surprised but then I went to go get bras that were in that size and they did not fit me I want to I want to find the TikTok and send it to you because I feel like it makes sense I just don't know anything about bras because I don't really (laughs) wear bras your chest is also Mm -hmm. something that's like not really in your control it's like your genetic disposition Mm -hmm. unless you have thousands of dollars to go get a surgery and to change that yeah and then you still might not even be satisfied been there if we ever want to talk about plastic surgery <laughs> right so it's like what are the beauty standards like well, why the thing are is they they're constantly changing so yeah it's just we like, just can never win yeah by the time everybody goes out and does something it's like oh no moving on from that but it's yeah it's just crazy that like the psychology behind why we keep enabling these things to infiltrate our our image yeah our self-image and we're they're like so unachievable. Like we hear the meme all the time of just another unrealistic beauty standard for women to try to live up to. Yeah. But it's so true. Yeah. Like why do we keep living up trying to live up to them? What in our brain is telling us that we have to? Um, It's like the weird psychology of being a woman. Yeah. It's like caring more about what society thinks than what like we think. But it's also weird because what I see in the mirror of me is not what you see of me. Yeah. And so it's a weird perception thing of being like, I, we don't really see ourselves. What we really are. Yeah. Or we are only seeing what we look, what we look like in that moment. But like we can, like people are catching us at all these different moments where we're, our bodies are shaped differently. The lighting is different. Like Mm -hmm. our mood is different, whatever it is. Yeah. we're only seeing ourselves when we look at ourselves or mm. look at pictures. Um, I saw this TikTok the other day. I don't know if you saw it. 
or something similar where you know how you can do like the inverted filter mm-hmm. on there it's like a it's a trend right now where you like look at your body in the inverted filter and I it's saw almost that like, one and I tried to do it yesterday and it didn't change anything for so you. I didn't yeah see I'm not difference. sure either but she was like if you have body dysmorphia like look at yourself in the inverted filter because all you know that you're seeing is a reflection mm-hmm. and that's the image that your mind is creating or morphing um, but if you see it from like other people's perspectives, it can kind of like reset or trigger you mm-hmm. um, in some shape or fashion. Yeah. Where it's just like what we see in our heads is not really what we are. Which is so weird because the brain is so powerful. Don't like to think about that. That's yeah. kind of a scary thought. <laughs> in 2019, Instagram removes content that promotes or encourages eating disorders and restricts content related to certain weight loss products and cosmetic procedures. I don't really know what they've restricted because if you scroll through any influencer's Instagram, like you can still see things that are promoting the not so healthiest options. Yeah. Remember when there was a trend of like everybody doing like fit tea or slim tea Mm -hmm. or whatever, and they were all getting paid to like be like, look how thin my waist and my stomach looks. It's because I drink this tea that makes me shit my brains out. Me and Leah tried that. It was horrible. It's not good for you. Like any dietitian will tell you that these detox teas they're not actually doing anything but like ruining your gut. Yeah. Well, and like there was a time that the Kardashians like were promoting like the lollipop mm. that like it had like caffeine and like stuff in it because the main ingredient in all of these things is a shit ton of caffeine because it Which just is a like, diuretic. Yeah. And it's just like so it's not actually healthy anyways. It's speed. <laughs> As we've discussed. <laughs> caffeine speed will speed. suppress your appetite. <laughs> And then we're going to get more recent. So in August of last year, 2020, this TikToker, Sienna May, who's 15 years old, posts her first video on the app where she's dancing, but she's sticking her stomach out. And so she like does she like unbuttons her pants and she kind of just like lets her like stomach like go like she's not sucking in. There's Mm -hmm. nothing holding her in. And she gets all this praise and like people are really looking up to her. And I totally get it because on an app like TikTok, there's just so many unrealistic beauty standards on the app um if you're not honestly like a skinny tiny white girl doing a dance you're not getting views for the most part right and she so she gained or as of this week i think she has 13 million followers and she's only been on the app since august which is crazy but she also frequently does videos where she asks viewers to eat with her because she was getting a lot of comments from people that were watching her videos saying her videos were helping them be able to eat that day yeah and so like there's a I don't know if it's still a trend but for a while like there were a lot of like eat with me videos and they were just sitting down eating a meal talking to their camera right which is great but there have been claims that TikTok has taken down similar videos from black creators or fat creators um, which TikTok claims it has to do with the algorithm and people choosing to not see content like this but Sienna's videos are still getting all the views so weird I'm sure you know I think I've sent you a couple pictures of the YouTuber Graham Eugenia Cooney I've started reporting some of them because she's 
looks deathly skinny and it's triggering. It, in the comments, people are triggered. Yeah, I don't know what to really say there, but it's just another kind of example of somebody who's almost like seeking the validation by posting pictures of her getting increasingly more thin and skeleton-like. And yeah. People are still commenting like, you look great. You're so pretty. We love to see it. All this stuff. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I'm very confused about her content and how I feel about it. But I did just start reporting it because I'm like, she needs help. Yeah. Well, and it's harmful for people that are watching it that yeah. may see it. That and- see that she has millions of followers mm-hmm. and people are saying that she looks great. And I'm yeah. like, I don't look like that. And I don't have those followers, but I would like to have those followers. Is that what I have to do? You know, that's just the thing. Like social media is it's very scary and there's a lot of good, but it's also there's a spider. (gasps) No. Yeah. Where? I literally saw it in the mirror. It's like right above the light. Oh, fuck. I'm not going to be able to reach it. What do we do? Where's the spray? Hold, please. (laughs) (laughs) I hate spiders. Is it big? I can't see from here. I don't think I want to see. I literally have stress nightmares about spiders coming down from the ceiling and I can't move. Times like this, I wish we were live streaming. (laughs) (laughs) Fell like right here and then it scurried this way. (gasps) I missed it the first time. (laughs) No. I'm so glad I was not a part of that. Holy shit. Okay, we're back. (laughs) We never left. (laughs) What's your next point? It's another TikTok trend in December 2020. I don't know who started it, but somebody starts the bodies that look like this also look like this trend. Mm -hmm. And so they're like sitting like and posing and then they're like slouching. And so they have roles and stuff. Yeah. Which is great. But also a lot of people were like, contorting their bodies to have roles when they don't necessarily have naturally do yeah um and so lizzo posts her own video and there are comments about how her video is more meaningful than the a lot of the other posts because they're just posing to have roles and wanting acceptance for like I have roles. I'm not perfect yeah but her video is actually reflecting fat people wanting liberation is and that's like a common theme with her is that she is constantly wanting to just document like her body and not feel shame about it and just be free to post whatever she wants to post. Yeah. Um, And not a lot of people like that. And I get that. But it's also because I think there is an inherent like fat phobia in America. Oh, for sure. So it's like we're seeing someone like Lizzo who is bigger, who does have cellulite, but who is not afraid to show that. Yeah. Scares a lot of people and like freaks them out. Yeah. Because for no reason. Like they could never be that brave. Which sucks that like you have that like we consider women who do that brave. Right. Like it's just like they should just be able. When really it's just our inherent shame like that we're projecting onto them. Yeah. I think a lot of this just goes back to shame. Yeah. Which is okay to have, but you have to acknowledge that that's what it is for you. Uh, someone who's not shameful and who doesn't care what anybody thinks is BB Rexa. So just last month, she posted a video in a bikini showing off her real body. So she does like a little 
360 turnaround. Mm -hmm. Um, And she asks fans to join in and share their photos that aren't edited, that show cellulite, that show stretch marks, that show, you know, all our imperfections. And that's pretty powerful because she is like a pop star Mm -hmm. and, but she looks normal and she looks like, you know, somebody like relatable, somebody that looks like us, you know, like she's not scary skinny or like anything like that. But she also made headlines back in 2019 because she was nominated for a Grammy and she was going to the Grammys and she couldn't find anyone to dress her because all the designers she reached out to uh, refused to because she was a size eight. Wow. So she couldn't get anybody to dress her. I think someone like a lesser known designer did comment on her Instagram. Like, I'd be happy to dress you. Reach out to me. Like, let's make this happen. Yeah. But like major designers wouldn't work with her. And that's pretty common amongst like normal size celebrities. Like, um, I think that happened to Megan Mullally who was on Will and Grace. Yeah. That's happened to her before. I know it's happened to like Melissa McCarthy and stuff like that. So it's crazy. It's just really sad because these people are so talented and doing something that the rest of us could never do. Right. But yet you're refusing to put your clothes on them because. Or to make clothes that would. Fit them. But I just love BB Rexa. So yeah, we saw her. I'm proud of her (laughs) for posting that on Instagram. Like, not necessarily the most recent video, but when the whole Grammys thing was happening, like she could have just kept it to herself and like suffered in silence, but she chose not to. And that's important. And then that brings us to this month, which two important things have happened in regards to the body positivity movement. The first one, which we talked about is Khloe Kardashian. Mm-hmm. So there was a recent photo leak, which spurred the family to threaten legal action for reposting of the photo. So they were literally reaching out via Instagram to pages that have already shared it, like telling them to take it down or they were going to be like taking legal action, Jeez, which is crazy. And in reality, like I don't understand why they rushed like this, because if you've seen the photo, she's still skinny. She still looks good. Like, it's just not, like, the edited or photoshopped Kardashian face body that we're used to seeing. And it's just, like... She looked natural. Yeah. She's honestly looked a little too skinny to me, if anything. But I still, like, thought she looked fine. Like, the the issue I have with the Khloe Kardashian wanting her photos down, I think it was an opportunity... For them to, for Chloe to be like, this is me. This is what I look like. Yeah. Like, this is real. Didn't she eventually, like, release a statement after a bunch of pressure? Yeah. So they ended up, uh, it's basically scrubbed from the internet. There are a couple of sources that still have it up that mm-hmm. you can see it on. But she ended up going live a couple of days later with Kim and basically showing her body like this is real like this is me blah 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 but there are still claims that like the live was even had a filter on so like it still wasn't real Mm. like you're still filtering what you look like through the camera and claiming that you're all natural yeah and she did like make a statement about like how you know what it's like being her and having like the pressure from like society and being considered like the fat sister her whole life or she can't be a Kardashian because she doesn't look like that all these different things which if you've ever watched the Kardashian show like you and like you would know because she talks about it a lot yeah but 
I just think it was a really big missed opportunity for them. And it's kind of like the frequent issue I have with the Kardashians is like they act like they're all inclusive or they support everybody and everything like that. But when it comes to themselves, they don't. And I just think they really perpetuate bad and negative self like body image issues yeah yeah it's so hard because they have such a huge platform and they have so many people girls and guys that look up to them Mm -hmm. around the world and I just constantly feel like when stuff like this happens or when it's about like their body or like when Kim was pregnant and like all the like shame she received and stuff like yeah. that. Just like, I feel like we're, you guys are, you're missing the point. Yeah. Like we want you to be relatable. We want you to be flawed. And I understand like we have this crazy perception that celebrities aren't flawed and they aren't perfect. Right. But it's like, I feel like I'm, I personally am always rooting for authenticity. Yeah. For them to be a little bit more authentic. Same. It just sucks because there's always going to be a news outlet or a tabloid or an Instagram meme page that will be cruel Mm -hmm. and people will click on it. Yeah. It's always going to happen because they want to see people be knocked down we talked about this i think last week or we've talked about it several times is that it sucks that we should just be kinder to these people who are in the spotlight so that they can be a representation of us Mm -hmm. but at at the same time there's always going to be that curiosity to watch people fail or Mm -hmm. suffer i just don't get it and then like the biggest opposer to the kardashians is jamila jamil she fucking hates the kardashians i don't know who that is um she's the girl from the good place like the indian girl do you know i'm talking about okay maybe she's like she has like a podcast and stuff like she's been in other stuff but she's a very outspoken and has always talked about basically about how the kardashians are more toxic for body image than they are anything else right um but she's a huge advocate for body liberation similar to lizzo like Mm -hmm. if you want to show off your body if you celebrate your body if you're proud of your body i'm all for it type of thing you know in a healthy way Um, But she also promotes like body image neutrality, which is an interesting concept that I hadn't heard of before. I do also want to mention, I think just yesterday, maybe even today, Lizzo was on TikTok. She has a TikTok, which is great if you ever want to visit it. (laughs) Um, But she responded to some comments on TikTok about the body positivity movement and she basically was like it's been co-opted by all bodies which is not a bad thing we should be celebrating everybody Mm -hmm. but the people who started it uh, big women black and brown women queer women are not benefiting from the success of the movement in the same way that women who are size medium are it's kind of like there's no point at this like it means nothing at this point like we started it but yet again other undermined are by. benefiting from it which is just interesting it is interesting because it's very true which sucks is like being average is being celebrated if you're skinny if you're big whatever like I'm all for it but the whole point was for people who are not even average to be to, accepted yeah to be accepted and to feel comfortable in their own skin um, and they still don't feel that way unless they're Lizzo, I would say. <laughs> That's so true. And who doesn't love Lizzo? Exactly. <laughs> um, 
because she just it is just like has reckless abandon, self love, mm-hmm. radical self love, which is so scary. And I, because I have those thoughts when I see people in public, and I'm like, wow, I wish I had their confidence to wear that. Like that's a negative thought. I should not even be thinking it, but it's like. But I could never imagine having the confidence and the self-love. Oh, yeah. What do we have to do to get there? The, I guess, like the what can we do to work more towards it is right. adopt beauty and body neutrality, which is being okay with admitting we don't love everything about our bodies um, and work on basing our self-perceptions on other parts of ourselves rather than our bodies. Yeah. Like our personality, our personality and <laughs> our like kindness, what kind of friend you are. Yeah. If you're reliable, if you have good work ethic, mm-hmm. like there's so many different things. If you're like me and Ashley, we're funny. So <laughs> another thing that we can work on is health focused self care. So do things that make you feel good about your body as it is now, yeah. not how you want it to be in the future. Definitely. Then like kind of hand in hand with that is wearing clothes that fit or or are comfortable now, not when you lose that 15 pounds, you keep telling yourself you're going to lose. Yeah. Don't buy the skinny jeans. Yeah. Don't buy clothes if they don't fit you. It's a waste of money and it's just going to sit in your closet and probably make you a little bit depressed each time you see it. Right. Exactly. It'll, it's just like a adverse reaction of what you intended it to be. It's a constant reminder that you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, exactly. Um, this recommendation, which I did a while ago and it was so helpful was, um, is to purge your social media accounts that don't make you feel good about yourself or that are, you know, a reminder that you comparing yourself to other influencers or celebrities or even just regular friends. I recently did this too, where I just went through and unfollowed a lot of celebrity accounts unless Mm -hmm. like I actually valued what they posted mm-hmm. like it it made me a better person to consume what they're sharing and that's why I didn't even really know about the Chloe Kardashian thing not that I don't like her or respect her or you know anything like that but I was just like I can't keep looking at pictures of her so photoshopped and like the highlight reel of her and also that like giving her a follow is just putting money in her pocket yeah <laughs> when she they don't need any more money. they don't need any more money <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> until they are giving their money to the rest of the universe that needs it i'm not going to support um but you should give your attention to pages or people that are body positive Mm -hmm. or that promote positive feelings on body image or that are working to take the focus away from our body as being the most important part of us and uplifting the other parts of us so there are plenty of other pages that you can follow don't have to follow all the influencers that are always in bikinis yeah that are literally taking a picture in a bikini on a boat and then getting off the boat probably (laughs) not gonna lie to you yeah speaking of you can definitely follow our instagram page at some dumb chicks podcast and uh maybe this coming week we'll uh, highlight some of these accounts that are body positive or body neutral yeah or just talking about body image like the first step is having the conversation yeah um and realizing where you're at and how you could be contributing yeah because that's a that's a big part of any self-reflection is understanding or recognizing like as ashley was talking about her self-sabotage like Mm -hmm. what am i doing that's 
perpetuating this problem for either myself or for other people. Yeah. If it's not doing me any favors. Yeah. Just cut it loose. Absolutely. But it's been a long episode. It might be two episodes. It went <laughs> a really long time. So I guess like to recap, I would say everyone at some point, guys, girls, theys, has <laughs> everyone felt some sort of negative way about their body yeah whether it's lasted five minutes whether it's lasted five years um or had somebody comment about their body that sticks with them yeah and we all at some point want to meet society's expectations Mm -hmm. whether that's like the 90s and early 2000s having big boobs and then like the 2010s like being stick skinny Mm -hmm. and now like having big lips and big butts like it's constantly changing and it's you know and I think there's also like cycles of it happening for men like I think right now like you have to be fit and muscular in order to be deemed attractive right um social media doesn't help with that either besides like the dad bod thing that Ashley brought up it's really (laughs) never been about like average looking guys yeah you want muscular big muscles or like men I don't know for us probably maybe there there's some different ones out there for different demographics but when we needed like the skater boy skinny (laughs) that is still my type don't tell anybody (laughs) I like like the nerdy skinny (laughs) I don't know actually I don't have a type I've been all over the place. I always say I don't have a type, but I do have a type. You do. It's <laughs> disgusting. Anyways. It's disgusting. Uh, you don't need to feel shame about your preferences. <laughs> um, but really, we're all just seeking acceptance. At the end of the day, we all just want to be treated with kindness and like feel loved. Yeah. And it starts with you. Like mm-hmm. it starts at home. It starts with you. Yeah. You have to treat yourself with kindness and love yourself. accept yourself and take it day by day it's not gonna happen overnight where you're just gonna be like i don't care what people think about me i don't care if i look like a burnt chicken nugget i still love myself (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and then just remember as we've repeated a couple of different times your body is not the most important part of you Um, but you need your body to survive you do need your body to survive so eat when you're hungry (laughs) and if you eat too much on days because you've had a bad day and you're an emotional eater like I am don't be so hard on yourself right it's fine you will be okay it's not the end of the world and on that note like don't try to stop the negative self-talk like Ashley said earlier like if you're not if you wouldn't say this to your best friend heck if you wouldn't say this to a stranger Mm -hmm. don't say it to yourself Yeah. If you're having a hard time with this, don't feel ashamed of like having hard body image days. Um, But you can definitely reach out for help. Um, Like I said, this is definitely can be a mental illness um, if untreated can be deadly. Um, So if you are struggling, you're not alone and there are people who can help you. we're not professionals by any means, but we can be here to listen. Don't forget to purge those accounts and give our account a follow Heck because yeah. we're positive. We're not negative at all. Um, we just want to save space for people to talk about stuff they don't understand mm-hmm. or ask questions to clarify 
So that way we're not all sitting in the room like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what the body positivity movement is. Like we're like us. We know what neuropathy is. (laughs) We do know what neuropathy is now. Because we we ask questions. You ask questions. Yeah, it's important. But yeah, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Give us a follow. Write us a review. Yeah, write a funny review. Like, that's your challenge. Yeah. (laughs) Listener, please do that. That would be so cool. And on that note, which I think you guys will already see this coming. Get the gist of, you know, what we've been talking about. Don't forget to be kind to yourself. And please be kind to others and animals. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Also animals. Be kind to animals. All living things. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Namaste. (laughs) Say bye, Zoe. (laughs) Now you don't want to talk? Nothing. What kind of show dog are you? Say bye. Woof. She's like, I don't understand what's happening now. Now she's a mute.